Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I'm your host, Peter. And I'm your co-host, Phoenix. If this is the first time you're joining in, we're a father and son podcast where we review movies that I grew up watching. And we give our generation's opinions and debate and discuss over whether it still holds up for my generation. And today's movie is the 1992 drama School Ties. It's directed by Robert Mandel, uh, stars Brendan Fraser, Matt Damon, Chris O'Donnell, and Amy Locaine. Set in the 1950s, a star quarterback is given an opportunity to attend an elite preparatory school, but must conceal the fact that he is Jewish. All right, let's get it. Okay, school ties. Um, this is your first viewing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this came out in '92. I was nine years old when this movie came out. Um, looks like it came out in September. So, when I was a kid, I remember seeing the trailer, and there's that scene where um, Brendan Fraser he's standing out, you know, in the rain, and he screams out "coward." And I don't know what it was, but I always thought that was kind of a neat, neat, a cool scene. And so I wanted to see it. And when I was young, I had a membership at Albertsons. They actually used to have a little rental um, area. So I went to go rent it when it came out. And I watched it and thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, you know, it was was a really good movie. And, um, you know, over the years, I kind of watched it. And I think as I got older, um, you know, just kind of, you know, I had to buy the copy uh, for this viewing. But... It's not something that I really see on TV anymore, and I'm kind of surprised because, I, in my opinion, I, I think it's a you know a good movie. Uh, it's definitely a star-studded cast. What was your? Well, I kind of want to just get your thoughts about this movie, not you know without trying to spoil like how you felt about the movie, you know, like your thoughts or anything like that. Just what do you think about this movie overall? Well, initially, the first few days of trying to watch it, I just couldn't really get into it at all. So, like, um, reading the summary and everything, it didn't interest me too much. And so I have to eat and just sit down and watch while I eat. So I'm just like, okay, just do it this uh, multitask, which kind of got me more into it. Okay. Um, did you have any other thoughts? I guess what I'm trying to get at is, like, after watching this movie, I kind of forgot that. Well, I knew it was a period movie, but I didn't. I couldn't figure out the 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 year. Did you get a sense of what year it might have been? Yeah, older times. But like, did, like a, at least a decade. Can you narrow it down to a decade? Uh, around Steve Rogers. Okay, so the forties. You think it's the forties? Around there. Okay. Uh. So, but yeah, I'm asking for a decade. So you think about the forties or around, around the thirties? Around the 40s and okay. 50s. Yeah, I, I think it's mid-50s, and I'll get into why I think that. But uh, I felt like this was almost not the answer to The Outsiders, but basically The Outsiders was a movie about the greasers. Well, this movie here, you got it's about the socius, right? It's about a bunch of privileged kids, you know, at a preparatory school. You know, you just read that, that summary. So... I thought it was kind of interesting, you, you know, if you think about it, it's like, you're right, it, it could be kind of like the opposite of Outsiders. Do you, now what do you think about that? I never you, really thought about it that way. Do you kind of see where I'm going with that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so just to um, 
Uh, okay, so I read a couple of the names in the beginning. Uh, did you recognize any other people in the movie? Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Brandon Fraser, Chris O'Donnell. You, I think you mentioned him. Nope. But you know who that is, though. Nope. He goes on to play Robin in Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. Mm, I try to forget that. Uh, he he's the he's the um, Brandon Fraser's roommate. Mm. You didn't recognize him. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Ben Affleck goes on to well, will be playing Batman. So he got Probably Batman and Bruce Robin. Wayne in here. Hmm. Probably Bruce Wayne in here. Yeah, it could be. He could like be Bruce Wayne in this movie. Um, you don't know this actor, but uh, let's see here. His name is Andrew Lowry. He plays Mac, the guy that basically um tries to commit suicide. He was in a movie called My Boyfriend's Back, <laughs> which is kind of based on the I want to say the '60s um song, uh, where he comes back as a zombie. Um, and the only other person I recognized was Cole Hauser. He played, uh, Jack Connors. He was the, the red-haired kid. Did you recognize him at all? No, not at all. He was the bad guy in Too Fast, Too Furious. He's the one who, like, they had to race to, to gain his trust or whatever. Even Mendez's boyfriend that she had to pose as, um... There's too many bad guys to think about. Yeah. Well, he's the only one in Too Fast, Too Fierce. But uh, a little more story about this movie. Um, you know, you kind of already said it, but uh, Bernard Fraser's character, David Green, he um, comes from somewhere in New York, right? Is that the sense you get? Was New York? I don't know if they actually said it. New York, New Jersey or something. I feel like New Jersey. Okay. So he co- he goes to a public school where he's um, probably a football player there because he gets uh, recruited into this um, private school to be the star quarterback, basically. And Matt Damon is currently the quarterback there who will have to take a backseat to Brendan Fraser's character. Uh, Matt Damon plays Charlie Dillon, uh, a fifth generation um, of his family to attend that school. And I think everyone else are basically side people, right? The um, Max character, why was it so important for him to succeed? Was he also like another generational kid? Max? Mac. The, the the one that tried to commit suicide? I don't I don't think he was really a big character. Well, he wasn't, but I mean cuz he he's the one that had the the biggest issue with the the, the teacher, the uh housemaster. Right, but that's just a side thing. Like that wasn't the main part of this whole story. No, it it, it wasn't, but I'm you know, I'm just trying to ask like what was his issue? Like wh- was he kind of like Matt Damon where he was the ex generation of his family to be going and um, because it that's that's what it seemed like why he was trying so hard to pass, uh, and he just struggled with French. I'm not sure. I didn't pay too much attention to his character. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I know it's like a like a second plot, but I mean, I feel that his story was kind of a big deal because it um it kind of motivates. Well, I, yeah, I guess it triggers uh, David Green's you know, well, Brendan Fraser, David Green's character you know, um, for something later on. So that's the only reason I'm trying to, you know, uh, ask you questions about it. But, um, okay, well, I guess we'll just go ahead and uh, get into it. So the movie starts off, you know, we see uh, David, uh, who I guess he's going to the diner, but there's a movie theater he walks by. It's um, playing Rebel Without a Cause. It stars James Dean. So this movie, it came out in 1955. So that's why I think it's the mid-50s. Uh, so you got a cafe full of greasers, and that's where you meet all his friends. 
I don't know if you caught this, but um, they didn't use the word sheeny a lot. Did you catch that at all? I did not. I okay. barely heard anything they said. Okay. Uh, so sheeny is basically a derogative um, word for, you know, Jewish people. Um, so they, yeah, they used that a lot. He was called a sheeny bastard um, early on in the movie. But uh, David's Jewish, and he gets into a fight with a, a, a greaser. And do you get the sense that he's been, like, defending himself his whole life? Like, because of his religion? I'm not so sure. Okay, so we see a little scene about his dad. Um, it's pretty brief, but he does go off to this high school. As a kid, I thought it was college, but, um, I don't know. It's it's a private high school, so he goes there, and I guess the, it's the coach that picks him up, and he says, you know, he warns him, right? Basically, he tell, uh, tells him to not tell any of the other kids more than they need to know right so we off the bat we know that the coach knows about his religion and so we find out that all these kids are basically do you think they're prejudiced i mean because if you, i feel like they were raised just to believe jewish people are certain type of people that they're not to be trusted etc but they wouldn't consider themselves prejudiced right I didn't have very many thoughts on any of the deep stuff on this movie. I just thought, oh, okay, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. Okay. All right, well, what what did you what did you think about the high school? At first, I thought it was a college, but then they kept saying things like, hey, I'm going to go to Harvard. And then I thought, well, how do you go to Harvard if you're already at a college? And then I realized, oh, wait, this is actually a high school. Yeah. Um, well, you can still go to a college and then, you know, transfer to, to Harvard. You know, there's, uh, I know this isn't like the example for this movie, but you can go to like a community, a community college to get enough credits or something like that and, and transfer over. Um, let's see, but he meets a couple of guys, you know, we mentioned, uh, Matt Damon who plays, uh, Charlie Dillon, uh, Chris O'Donnell who ends up being his roommate and a couple of the other guys. It kind of cuts briefly to a scene where they're all just listening to music, right, in in, in the room, mm-hmm. and uh, they're playing uh, Smokey Joe's Cafe. But this is where they, uh, I think, the guy who bought the record, Mac, he makes like a like an off comment, you know, about buying it from a Jewish person. Uh, funny enough, I looked up the song, and it's written by two, you know, Jewish men. And so, um, so I thought that was very interesting. But this is where they meet the the new housemaster. Uh, what did you think of this guy? I thought it was a little uptight. Okay. Did you um, think that he was uh, similar to any other character we might have seen in a previous movie we reviewed? Nope. I thought that he seemed a little like, um, I forgot the guy's name, but from Frighteners, that uh, that detective. Mm-mm, I don't remember. You know, the bad guy in there. Mm-mm, don't remember. Okay. Um, Frighteners was a long time ago. Yeah, it was, but I mean, in, in that review, you said that a couple more viewings, it might be like your favorite all-time movie. I haven't seen it in a while. Okay, well, so David is wearing the Star of David, um, you know, equivalent to like a, like a Jesus piece, basically, you know, people who wear wears that are, you know, of the Jewish religion. Um, he, you know, he puts it away, so that way no one will know who he is, or what his religion is. Uh, the next day, I think it is, they everyone goes to class and they see that the uh, the housemaster, Mr. Cleary, I guess he's subbing for the French teacher, um, and then he starts picking on Mac. So this is where we get 
you know, that the first time that, uh, you know, we see that him and Mac don't get along. And I guess I kind of forgot to mention, but that scene, um, when they were playing the music, the housemaster came in and told him to shut it off. And like, um, he's like, you know, I won't allow, you know, a jungle in my house or something like that. And then they were mocking him, making like a, a, like animal noises and stuff. And I don't know if you remembered this, but Brendan Fraser goes on to play Georgia the Jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought that was a kind of interesting, a little foreshadowing, perhaps. Now, um, what do you think of Charlie? Do you um, think he has the right to be jealous? Um, yeah, progressing further into the movie, I saw all the things that were happening to him, and I realized, well, you know. I'd be pretty jealous too if I was him. Yeah, because uh, off the bat, I mean, he was the quarterback, right? And then David gets, you know, gets uh, recruited, you know, to their school, and then basically takes the starting job, mm-hmm. right? So we get to see some, you know, kind of like uh, facial expressions from Matt Damon, uh, who plays Charlie, and so you kind of get a sense that yeah, he's starting to feel, yeah, you know, f- feel a little jealous. Uh, there's the the dinner scene. I don't know if you got this, but I thought it looked like the you know any uh, dinner scene from Harry Potter. Everyone's kind of wearing the same type of uh, uniforms, mm. and one of the guys was like, you know, hey, where's David? And they didn't know where he was, so they said, hey, we'll save him a seat. And then one of them, one of them saw him dressed up, uh, you know, as a server, and he was you know basically serving food. Um, do you think that gave anything away at all? Um, no, because the guys who serve food. What's what's wrong with that? Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. They basically we find out later that you know he just needs the extra money. You know, so we, we find out that he is not as privileged as these kids, obviously. But it has nothing to do with religion. So I thought that was interesting. But they you know they kind of smirked at the the fact that he had to work. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was an interesting thing. So there's a scene where um, David is praying in a church uh, because it was. I forget the the holiday. Do you, do you remember? Start with an S H. Okay, um, so it it was a holiday, and they had a game that day, and he had spoken to his dad on the phone. His dad said, "Hey, you know, don't forget, you know, your your uh, traditions, you know." And so he was gonna, um, you know, well, he played the game anyway when his dad told him to skip it. So he was making it up by going to the church to pray. Which uh, who who was this guy? The dean, right? I, th- I think he was the dean um... that catches him. Headmaster. Okay, the headmaster. So I I think that's the same thing. I want to say, um, just different titles. Yeah, different titles because it's a, it's a, a you know a a private school, but um, he he made a comment which I think uh, David had a very good uh, reply to. The the headmaster says you know you break condi- uh, tradition for a football game, and he goes um, you know tradition yours or mine sir. You know, so I, I thought it was just a, a good callback. I don't know if there's a clip online about that though. I don't. I didn't get it. But um, well, okay, so. Okay, so his tradition is is the church thing, and the the headmaster is saying, "Oh well, so you you broke off the, the whole um, you know, your Jewish holiday just because of a football game, but you know the, um, ah, I think you got me on that one." I at the moment I was like, "Woo, that's good." <laughs> um, okay, well, I, I guess I don't have a very good explanation, but the there's a a locker room scene and they're talking about colleges, 
And this is funny too because they're talking about like a lot of Jewish people go to Harvard because David wants to go to Harvard. Um, Matt Damon, he eventually goes to Harvard afterwards, you know, like in real life. Um, I I wonder if he's Jewish, but I mean, I don't think Harvard is like a f- school for Jewish people. But I, I just I, I think that's very interesting. So there's a like a uh, a dance scene. I try to write the thing that Doc says in part one. You know, the enchantment under the sea dance. He calls it like a ceremony, rhythmic ritual or something like that um but anyway there's a there's a bunch of balloons and um charlie is dancing with a uh a young pretty blonde uh named sally and david's checking her out right and you know kind of stares hard um did you think she was pretty yeah i did you i I thought she kind of looked like kirsten dunce a little Mm, no not at all not at all you think she's prettier yeah, I th- I thought she was prettier too. Um, I don't know her to go on to do anything else, but I did look it up, and I hadn't seen this movie in a while. But she actually plays Brendan Fraser's love interest in a, in, in a movie called Airheads with uh, him and Adam Sandler. So that's the only two movies I've actually seen her in. So, um, but he is dancing with another girl, which uh, Sally uh, it, it catches Sally's attention. This whole dancing thing, I didn't see this anywhere online, but. I almost want to say it's almost like the exact same dance routine that he did in Blast from the Past. Did you see that movie? Uh, nope. Okay. Do you know what it's about? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, she, uh, Sally tells Charlie that she wants to um, be introduced to David, which Charlie does. And I don't know. Does Sally seem really thirsty? Slightly. Slightly. Um, I think so. So in this... Uh, Scene. We also find out that apparently Sally and Charlie they've known each other since five, mm-hmm. and he apparently thinks that they're supposed to be like set to be together, right? When they get older or something. Right. So, um, yeah, David gets to dance with her uh, later on, and uh, you know he asks like, "Hey, are you guys going to study?" And that's when she's like, "No, no," you know, and she kind of explains everything. Uh, did you catch the song that was playing at all? Um. Yeah, it was the one from Back to the Future. Yep, Earth Angel. Um. So they danced to that. So again, that movie took place in 1955. So I definitely want to say mid 50s. Um. There's this uh, oral presentation that they have in French class. And do you think that the teacher was being too hard, or was he purposely picking on uh, Mac, who was giving the presentation? I think he was purposely picking on Mac just because the other night Mac disrespected him personally. Like, mm-hmm. he wouldn't turn off the music, and he just put on his sunglasses and just stared at him. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's really interesting because I can see it from both sides, and I completely agree. But I don't, I mean, this is the 50s. This is probably commonplace for them, you know, for teachers to be act, uh, acting that way. So us now, I think we would think they're overreacting, but back then it was probably like something normal, you know. The the next scene, uh, Sally calls David on uh, the the phone in their dorms. I guess I don't know. I think it was a payphone. Uh, David picks up and she says, you know, let's go meet at Skip's diner. So so she wants to meet him up and eat with him. And while they're supposed to, um, uh, they have. Night, what is it? Lights out? I forget what it's called. Lights out, right? Mm-hmm. So they have lights out at a certain time, and it, and all the guys are scrambling around because they can't find uh, uh, Gibbons, which is uh, Andrew Lowry's character. Uh, I keep calling him Max, but they called him Gibbons in here. Let me see. Oh, you know what? It's McGivern. Okay, so Gibbons, I guess, is what I thought they were calling him. 
Um, but yeah, they couldn't find him. Uh, he's disappeared, and the lights are about to go out. And all the guys, they kind of kind of meet up, and I think they're outside of the dorms, and then they see the the light coming from the French class. And so they go there, and Mac is... How would you describe his his state of mind? Or dazed, he's dazed. He's he's um, basically reciting right uh, his French oral uh, French presentation. Presentation, yeah. And so he just seems really out of it, um, just w- working too hard, completely stressed. Um, I felt really bad for the guy, and obviously all the guys. Uh, uh, Cole Hauser's character just starts you know breaking into tears. You know he's crying for his friend, and so the. Uh, Mac ends up getting like carted off and then you see that uh, the teacher or the uh, housemaster Mr. Cleary he's a he's, you know he's a bystander he's watching what's going on and then this is where David kind of attacks him you know it's like you did this to him uh, did you think he was over his head David um I'm not so sure about that one so n- no opinion on that yeah yeah kind of I I think he is the one to blame, but for David to come at him like that, I think that was a little much. Do you think... See, I don't know. This, this kind of goes back to the question I asked you earlier. I, I just feel like this is something that David's had to go through like all his life, you know, b- because of being different, you know. Um, just kind of ha- has a temper problem, right? He's a, kind of a hothead. He doesn't... I don't think he has a temper problem whatsoever. You think nor he, is he a hothead. So you you don't I mean so you think these aren't his faults this it's things are pushing him and mm-hmm. he's being this way and so you're excusing his actions because of what's going on he's not doing anything wrong okay to to come out a teacher you don't you thought that was that was fine that was fine okay so you you don't think that's wrong at all to go out a teacher the way he did nope. Okay, because it wasn't in class, and basically if he wasn't held back, he would have hit the teacher. Nothing wrong with that. Mm, well, he, I don't think he would have hit the teacher. Okay. Well, but the teacher did nothing to him, though. Yeah, but the teacher didn't say anything back. He knew that he was wrong, or that he did him wrong. He knew that he put him in that ambulance. Yeah, but okay. The teacher had no defense. He knew Brandon was right. Yeah, but okay, but I see I see what you're saying, but you still don't think um David was in the wrong for shouting at the teacher. Yes. Okay. All right. I can see that because um he wasn't shouting at him for for something that the teacher did to him. It was to another guy. Mm-hmm. So he was just defending the other guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we get a um kind of a long scene with uh Charlie and David sitting at uh, at the docks, I guess, and they have a bro talk. And the next scene, uh, let me see, I think uh, David was walking, and he passes uh, Mr. Cleary, who had just parked his car, and he gets an idea. Did you have, an, did you have any inkling what he was going to do at all? Did you get a sense of what might happen? No, I don't even remember that scene. Um, yeah, they, uh, he, he saw Mr. Cleary get out of his car. And, uh, and then he walked off, and then he you know, had the look on his face, looked like he had a bright idea. You know, which led um, leads on to like all the kids pulling, you know, this big prank on him. Basically, they they take his car and I, it looks like they drove it into the French class. It might have been his own room. His his own room. Okay, yeah, because I was gonna say because later earlier on when we saw the French class, it looked like it was on like the second level, right? Mm-hmm. So okay, so you think that was like his own room? 
No, it was for sure his own room. You could see his stuff and everything all around him, lamps. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was a... Okay, well, that would make more sense because it it is at nighttime. I thought thought it was one of the classrooms. Like, why would he be walking somewhere and then walk back to his classroom? Unless he sleeps in his classroom. (laughs) He could. I don't know. Um, Well... They, uh, I think they mentioned it that well because he, he, since he's the uh, the head, no, the housemaster, that he probably stays there too. Because I think somebody dropped the word neighbor, uh, in in a in a scene. But uh, we get a another scene at the diner where Sally meets up with David. Um, have a little kiss there. The the next football game that they have, Charlie keeps asking for um, David to basically give him the ball, right, to to make plays for him because his uh, his family's there. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess like uh, he, I think there was two plays that he kept on giving Charlie the ball, and he kept kept on um, you know getting tackled, or it just it wasn't working out, and the coach was getting mad. So David ends up um, calling a play uh, uh, as you know the coach instructs, and he tells Charlie that he better block for him. Now, what did you think about the slow mo where Charlie kind of blocks for him, but then? David pushes him into the um, like the other player. I like to think of it more as him like throwing him at the other player. I thought that was funny. So then I felt bad for um, Charlie. Yeah, I did too. I felt bad for Charlie because yeah, it, it looked. I was trying to really think. Um, I don't know if it was like a misdirection because I felt like maybe they. So do you think David? was thinking that Charlie wasn't going to do it or wasn't doing it well enough. Because I think there might be a difference in that. Maybe it was just to give him more power to over-tackle the other guy because the other guy was pretty big, so you know maybe some help because it was an actual play that they were running through so to mm-hmm. make sure that he was going to get through with this block. He was going to throw him as hard as he could. Yeah, because I almost felt that he just didn't trust Charlie to block him, so that way, so that's why he pushed him. Um, another thing, uh, I actually read this online. I don't know if you caught it, but, uh, Charlie's number is 21 and David's number is 42. Perhaps David is twice the man Charlie is. Well, maybe twice the height. <laughs> Could be, you know, Brandon Frazier is taller. That brings me to, uh, um, another thing, actually. How old do you think they are in this, uh, this movie, given that they're supposed to be in high school? 17, 18. Uh, Brandon Frazier was 24, uh, during the filming of this movie uh matt damon was oh they're actual actors yeah the, the, the actual oh, actors you're talking about in the sorry nope 24 21 yeah um i think let's see ben affleck i think was like 20 uh matt damon was 22 a couple of the other guys were about 22 i think cole hauser the redheaded guy i think he was the only one that was actually his age uh you know in high school you know so he probably had just graduated and was in the movie um, but yeah, they, I've always thought Brendan Fraser looked old, like even in Encino Man, you know, he a high school kid, but that's that's how they do it. Okay, so after the football game, they have a, uh, a dinner scene where David is uh, invited to sit down with basically Sally's family and also Charlie's family. Um, and no, no one kind of notices Charlie. I don't know if you caught this, but I, I found it funny. But um, like uh, some alumni comes to the table and everyone stands up, and then, like, uh, Charlie's dad introduces that man to, like, everybody. Well, he introduces him to his older son, uh, and then, like, Charlie stands up and, like, holds his hand out, but, like, he doesn't get a handshake, mm-hmm. and he's all grinning, and then he's just like, oh, okay, let me, I'm just going sit, <laughs> to sit back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the only funny scene in the movie, I think. Um, they, um, let's see, 
I think a song comes on and then like Sally's mom tells tells her to like go dance with one of the boys or something. And then like Charlie's dad tells her to go dance with David so he can talk to Charlie. And like uh he I I guess he was actually proud of Charlie, you know, calling that block was a key block. Little did he know that David's one that actually pushed Charlie into that guy. Um, so do you think Charlie's dad was actually proud of him or was just kind of like, um, didn't want to embarrass him was just like, Hey, you know, that was a key block. Do you think he was legit in what he was saying? Or do you think he was just kind of, um, trying to be nice about it? I'm not sure the way he, um, the way he dropped it off. It was kind of, a uh, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in this scene, the same scene where David and Sally are dancing, um, do you think... David is breaking like a sacred unbroken rule here you know with uh because okay because Charlie thinks that he is with Sally Sally says otherwise do you think David is in the wrong to to have this secret relationship with Sally given that uh David and Charlie are supposed friends you think it's against the bro code rules yeah do you do you think David was wrong for for what he what he's doing Mm, I had the same thought watching the movie as well. Um, because uh, this, because they I'm go out. Have to say yes. Yeah, yeah. I so do you think David was a little douchey in this scene? Because this is where Charlie finds out. You know, they they come out, they confess, right? That they kind of been seeing each other, mm-hmm. and David's just like, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry." And he does try to run off uh, after Charlie, but. Um, you know, maybe that's something that they should have talked about before David went on to do that, right? That just seemed kind of wrong, right, for uh, for David to to talk to Sally on the under. Yeah. Yeah. See, like the the more I was getting into this movie, I was starting to be more sympathetic to Charlie. I was like, you know what, David came into the school, took your starting position, which, you know, he's probably just a better player. Took but, your starting position. Took your girl. Took your girl. Um. <laughs> Your parents don't notice you're there, <laughs> you know, at dinner. So, yeah, I was starting to be really sympathetic to Charlie. So he goes over to the bar uh, to have a drink, you know, and then that alumni, he's there uh, talking to the headmaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, headmaster. And then this is where Charlie finds out that David's Jewish because the alumni, uh, you know, couldn't keep his mouth closed. Uh, and you see a big grin on Charlie's face. So uh, doesn't look very good. And then it goes to the the shower scene uh, everyone's having a good time Charlie walks in late and tells a a Jewish joke I didn't get the joke but obviously you see in David's face that he is he is not liking where this joke was going did you what do you think of the scene do you think it was starting to get tense and uh, I don't know if you noticed the shot but like when David turns around and looks at Charlie to you know to listen to him finish the joke it does kind of the thing that they do in like the old school horror movies where they do that quick zoom to the face to get his instant reaction. Did you catch that? I did. Yeah. And what would you think of the scene? Did it seem pretty intense to you or did you just, how, how do you think they did? Um, I think it would have been super awkward to be in that room. Like what is going on? Yeah. I mean, if I was Brendan Fraser and Matt Damon, I'd be like, Hey, I saw Brandon Fraser naked or something like that. <laughs> like brag to each other? Like, hey, I well, saw I Brandon bra- Fraser I, naked. I wouldn't brag. I'd just be like, if I ever saw Brandon Fraser, I'm going to be like, hey, I saw you naked. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. 
Um, but yeah, I, I did think, hey, kudos to them to fight in the nude while filming that. That uh, must have been really tough to do, I guess. I don't know. Or they took stunt doubles. Could have been stunt doubles, um, you know, and just uh, by the magic of uh, great editing. So things start going bad for David, right? Uh, in French class, um, Cole Hauser's character, I, I forget his name. Oh, Jack Connors. Okay. So he is basically accused of, um, of uh, cheating. Right, because he was kind of a, a poor student, and then all of a sudden he gets better, right? And the teacher kind of calls him out on it, and then he's not, you know, feeling so good about himself. And then at the end of the class, uh, David walks by, puts his hand on his shoulder, right? And then that guy gets mad, right? Basically, like, uh, um, throws him away. Yeah, throws his hand off, you know, like basically, like, hey, don't touch me. And then, like, you know, David's kind of like, wait, what's going on? We're friends, you know? So he's starting to slowly see that people are kind of slowly turning against him. Uh, at lunch, they have um, this scene where all the guys pick on him. Jew! Grow up, for Christ's sake. I'll reach your stomach, sure. Got some Pluto's evil play. Excuse me, um, there's no salt on this table. I need salt for my fruit. <laughs> oh, someone's not doing his menial job. Uh, you know, it's so hard to find decent help these days. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you move any faster, please? <laughs> you care to step outside? I'll show you how fast I can. David, come on! Come on. Which also leads into where he comes home and uh, to the dorm room, and everyone starts following him as he's walking to his door. What did you think was going to happen before you saw... Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't think anybody followed him. They they kind of were well they were they were kind of going with him to his room to to see what his reaction. Oh yeah, I knew something was happening, but I didn't know for sure what. You yeah you had no idea like maybe they. Well, know, I knew they put some sort of sign. I just didn't know exactly. Yeah. You didn't think it was gonna be like a like a horse's head in his bed or something. No, nothing that extreme. <laughs> Do you know what reference that is from? Um, sure. If I thought about it for a few seconds, it's a Godfather. Oh. But um, yeah, they. So he goes into his room. There's a big sign with a swastika on it, and it says like "Go home, Jew" or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's definitely not happy. Uh, he writes a, a little note, puts it on the bulletin board in the hallway, and it says, you know, to meet him, uh, you know, somewhere outside at 10:30 tonight. So it's, you know, I mentioned it earlier. It's pouring down rain, and um, it lights out right. So everyone turns off their light. And then a few seconds later, they all start turning on their lamps in their uh, in their bedrooms. So they're looking out the window, and he's just standing there in the pouring rain. No one has the balls, you know, to come meet him outside. And then he just shouts out, "Coward!" What do you think of that scene? I thought this is probably the best scene in the movie. Mm -hmm. Most exciting. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I wanted to see him kick some someone's butt. Me too. Yeah, I. Um, he looked ready for it. He looked ready. Yeah, I. Um, you know, I, I, I gotta say, I think this is one of my like favorite Brendan Fraser performances, you know, in this role. Um, but it's funny cause I've only known him to be like, a, you know, in a bunch of like family movies and, and comedies, uh, you know, growing up. So he hasn't done too many, uh, dramas. I know he was in the, the 2005 movie crash that won the uh, best picture. So he's done some dramas, but I think uh, he's more known for his comedic stuff. Uh, and again, more things go bad. He goes to see Sally at her swim meet, uh, at her school. And, you know, obviously the news has gotten to her and then they have their scene. 
I mean, this may come as a big surprise to you, but you're not the first Jewish boy I've ever met. You're just the first one who ever denied it. I'm the same guy, Sally. I know. No, I'm sorry. It just... It can't happen. No, it can't happen. It just... Not now. You lied to me. I didn't lie to you. I lied to my father. I lied to myself. So, how do you think? How, how do you think that went? Do you think she was a little shallow? Okay, so she says that she has met a, a Jewish boy before. The difference between the two is that he didn't lie to her about being Jewish. Do you think that even matters? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think that if David told her that they would still be together? The way that she reacted about it, I don't think so. Yeah, you you think she's just fronting, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. So we get a brief montage, uh, just a bit of a time jump. Um, you know, just you just see David, you know, going on w w without hanging out with any of the guys, right? Just kind of doing him. Um, and then we uh, we go to a scene where they're taking a test. Um, Charlie had copied, I don't know, some notes or what did he copy onto like a piece of paper for testing? He copied his roommate's notes and the roommate's notes were so good that it was able to copy all the answers for the test tomorrow. Yeah. See, so I was trying to think like, what's the problem with sharing notes? Isn't that something that you guys do in school? Like you guys share notes, right? At a, at a high school as private and, um, you know, as um, intellectually challenging as this high school, they're probably not going to let you use notes just because... They want you to do yeah, your own you work. they want you to do your own work. Yeah. Like, um, there's one scene in the classroom when they were all... Like, the this, the teacher was giving them each a question, and they had to all build on that. Mm -hmm. Like, those were really hard questions. Right. Yeah, they, they they have a whole honor code and everything. I don't know if it's, if it's just because it's a private school, or do you think it's also because of the times? It being in 1955. Might be because of the times. Yeah. It'd be very interesting to find out like what how some of the private schools are now. Uh, but yeah, so Charlie cheats in class. And I kind of like this because... That he's cheating? <laughs> yes, I enjoy watching Matt Damon cheat. And that's how he goes on to watch or goes on to be in uh, Goodwill Hunting where he's a uh, uh, mathematician. <laughs> um, but no, okay, so... They had to, the movie, the filmmakers had to make David catch Charlie cheating. And they can just be like, well, David's just going to look up all of a sudden and see him, right? Mm -hmm. Because why would he be doing that? He's supposed to be taking the test. But uh, the teacher leaves and somebody sneezes, you know, as a joke. You know, everyone gets a good chuckle. And David looks up and then he looks down to continue taking the, uh, taking the test. And then he looks back up again because he's like, wait, wait, what did I just see? And then he sees like, um, you know, the piece of paper in Charlie's, you know, cupped in Charlie's hand. So he obviously witnesses Charlie cheating. Uh, and then we see that Rip, uh, his uh, Charlie's roommate, actually saw it too. So the next scene, uh, the teacher gets to class and he tells the class that he found the piece of paper uh, on the ground. Basically, uh, uh, the previous day uh, after class, uh, I think, you know, Matt Damon's um, Charlie was leaving the class and like somebody jumped on his back, you know. Yeah, somebody pushed him from behind, making mm -hmm. all this stuff fall out, and with that, his note card. Yeah, so his note card falls to the ground, 
and the teacher catches it. And so the next morning, yeah, the teacher says, "Hey, you know, I found something. I'm not ready to, uh, you know, to show it off yet. You know, he's going to keep the evidence to himself, and he wants to give the cheater a chance to turn yourself in, or the entire class will flunk." Do you think that's a little extreme, or do you think that, that goes with the Connor code, and honor code, and you think that's fair? That should go with the honor code. It's pretty fair. Okay. I agree with you as as sucky as that is like if I was one of those kids I obviously would not um, like that rule at all so the the teacher um, leaves it up to the class and then the class this this kind of goes on for a while um, basically David and Charlie they leave it up to the guys basically to to you know make a vote on who they think is the cheater and um, you know, I'll just go ahead and cut right into it that um, everyone chooses that that it was David that cheated. Not everybody. Well, they... Not everybody. Not everybody, but um, I think there were three, right, that said that didn't believe that David cheated. At least three. At least three, but ultimately the vote came down to David, you know, being the cheater. So, yeah, I kind of remembered it a little bit differently. I thought it was only his roommate that uh, defended him. But um, I like this. Uh, so when it was, when it's revealed that they chose David, he says um, to them that uh, he would honor their traditions, that he would go to the headmaster and lie. See, I like that line a lot. Yeah. And um, I kind of like his quips when, when it comes to stuff like that, you know, like the... The, the the scene in the church earlier, you know, so I I, I like all that. Um, there was one point that uh, I forgot to miss uh, or I forgot to say, but before they decided, uh, the the guys before they decided between Charlie and David, there's that scene where David and Charlie were sitting across from each other in the hallway waiting. Um, I don't know if you got this, but David just had this cold stare at Charlie, right? Mm -hmm. And Charlie just looks completely guilty he's you know avoiding eye contact and i just really like that scene too because you just you, you know you're trying to imagine what they're thinking and david's just like staring at charlie charlie keeps looking away looking at the ground makes eye contact like twice but never like you know stares back you know so usually that's like a body sign of somebody guilty right yeah yeah so um so David ends up going to the headmaster to confess that he cheated, and Rip is there. Rip got there before he did to uh, tell the headmaster that he too saw Charlie cheat. So uh, everything's all well, and um, so Charlie will end up getting expelled uh, for, for for cheating. Did you think that was severe? No, because you know, like I said earlier, it's a very prestigious high school. They have a really good honor system and everything, and for him to lie like that, that's he should definitely be expelled for that. Expelled, but not, maybe just not fail the class? Expelled. Expelled, okay. Again, probably because of the times, but I feel like that might be too severe. But, well, you, you're right, he lied. On top of the cheating, he lied and tried to accuse a, a, a fellow student, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, okay, I'll, I'll go with you on that. Um, did you like any lines from this scene here at the end where um, I think it was the priest. He, he uh, was like, you know, David, I hope you stay at the school. And he's like, you know, I will. And then uh, the head uh, headmaster was like, all right, settle then. So it looked like he was about to write something down. And you'll always be a prick. Uh, oh, no, no, that that's the very end scene with Charlie. Yeah. Um, what I'm getting to at you said it's is... You uh, like any quotes at the end. Yeah, okay. 
um, yes, th that's a good line. But uh, the the with the headmaster. Good. Then it settles. I'd like to forget this ever happened. No, sir. You're never going to forget it happened, because I'm going to stay here. And every day you see me, you'll remember that it happened. You used me for football. I'll use you to get into Harvard. Excuse me. So I thought that was a good line, too, before he left. You know, and the headmaster has nothing to say. Yeah, so as he leaves, you know, you see Charlie, you know, being driven off. And um, Charlie's like, you know, in 10 years, everyone's going to forget about this. Um, you know, I'm going to be in Harvard, and you're still going to be a Jew. And then David responds, you know, and you, you know you're always going to be a prick. And that's the end of the movie. So overall, what did you think about it, and how would you rate this movie? Um, all in all, I have to give this movie like a three point two five. Um, the biggest buildup of the movie was when they found out that he was Jewish. Mm -hmm. You know, it's there wasn't too much plot other than that, and the other side plot that lasted for about ten minutes with um you know the French teacher, but as soon as they found out he was Jewish, that's that's the whole movie right there. Just an hour and forty minutes of them, you know, just, or another a whole hour of them teasing him, making fun of him, and just I don't know. I just it was an okay story with some superb acting but I wouldn't really put it up at my uh, top 10 okay yeah no I wouldn't expect this to be on anybody's top 10 uh, of anything you know this movie would be like maybe in my top 50 you call know. it a guilty pleasure I wouldn't even call it a guilty pleasure because guilty pleasure are usually movies that aren't good you know like uh, just you know kind of kind of bad but I mean you, you said it's you know good acting you may not have cared about the story but um, like for me, uh, I really enjoyed all the characters. Um, you know, maybe nostalgia has some uh, like a factor in it. Maybe I like it more because you know I grew up with it. Um, you know, I yeah. Th this is probably the biggest. I think um, what's the word disparity in in rating? Is, does that sound right? Yeah. I'm probably gonna give it like a, a four and a quarter. So that's like one point uh, uh, higher than yours. I feel like this movie, like anybody can watch and enjoy. I, I think it's still really solid. You know, I feel that it speaks to not only like religion, but for anybody that's different. You know, so it didn't have to be about him being Jewish. You know, he could have been like the only black guy at this college well, I mean, or that, high that, school. That would be a little bit hard to hide. It, it would be, but he would still have to, you know, go through all the struggles and being, you know, picked on through the entire movie. You know, but... um but I think that's the tension there is that the the betrayal, you know, uh, the other guys felt, you know, that this guy lied to them to just to be one of them. So it's uh, I, I feel, yeah, it's very uh, well written and it's a really good story. And, you know, I'm glad that I, I did buy it because I, I will continue to watch this, you know, maybe, maybe once a year, a couple times a year. But it's, it's, it's worth watching. If it's on TV, I'd watch it. So uh, four and a quarter and three and a quarter. Okay, so uh, coming up at the time of this recording, uh, we will be going on vacation, so you and I will not have an episode until the following week. But the next episode, I will have uh, returning guests, Carly and Devin, uh, to sit down, and we're going to talk about some of our favorite sports movies. So when you come back, do you, do you want to say the movie that we're doing? 
uh, after our trip? Um, nah. Just save it? Okay. So we do have a movie in mind. Uh, just, you know, uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, may- maybe I'll uh, announce those. But, um, you know, go to followingfilms.com to find our other uh, shows, part of the network, um, you know, War Machine vs. War Horse, Pop Culture Case Study, True Bromance Film Podcast, and uh, Following Films Pod. So find our newest episodes there. You can find us on iTunes. Please rate and review us. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram is at HLF Podcast. The email is HLFpodcast at gmail.com. So I don't think... I think that's basically it. Um, In the month of October, we have some really big things coming. So stay tuned. Please subscribe to the show. And I'll probably have an announcement episode like in the late September, uh, I want to say. So be prepared for some big stuff coming ahead. Until the next episode, I am Peter. I am Phoenix. And this is Hydrate Level 4. One day while I was eating beans at Smokey Joe's Cafe. Cafe. A chick came walking through the door that I have never seen before. At least I never saw her now. At Smokey Joe's Cafe. Ooh, and I started shaking when she sat right down next to me. Ooh, her knees were almost touching my At Smokey Joe's Cafe. Her chill was running down my spine. At Smokey Joe's Cafe. Ooh, I They said, man, be careful, that chick belongs to Smokey Joe. From behind the counter, I saw a man, a shelf hat on his head and a knife in his hand. He grabbed me by my collar and began to shout. You better eat up all your beans and bar and clear right on Yes, I know. And so we'll never meet again at Smokey Joe's Cafe. I'd rather eat my chili beans at Jim's or Jack's or John's or Jeans than take my chances eating out at Smokey Joe's Cafe. Ooh, I rest my 